Welcome to Active Christianity's Living the Gospel podcast. Join us as we talk about how we can live the gospel every day, no matter who we are, where we live, and what our circumstances are. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Living the Gospel. I'm Kathy. And I'm Malenko. And now we're starting a new series on the podcast about the parables of Jesus. And mm. the word parables is something we don't hear so often these days. No. Uh, maybe you can explain what it is. Well, to be honest, <laughs> I had to look it up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know what a parable is in the kind of biblical context, but what does what the word parable actually means, I just thought it'd be interesting to Google it. Yeah. And here's the first result I got. A parable is a succinct didactic story. <laughs> In prose or verse. So it's like, okay, wow. now I have some more words to look up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, then eventually lower down, there was a little bit more everyday language definition. So here it says, a parable is a short, fictitious story that is presented to teach a religious principle, simple truth, or moral lesson. So Jesus did speak in a lot of parables. He does it for a reason, obviously. So I think it's it's really good to sit down and think it through. What mm-hmm. does this mean for me? Why is he saying this to me? He said it to his disciples. If I'm one mm-hmm. of his disciples, I also need right. to know what, what he's trying to get out of it. Right. So today's theme is the parable of the sower, right. uh, which is actually uh, described in a few of the Gospels. Uh, but maybe we can read the first one. Yeah, so Matthew 13 from verses 3 to 9. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So there he's actually saying at the end there, listen to what I'm saying because I've got a message to tell you. Hmm. But I don't think the disciples understood it straight away, did they? No, they sure didn't understand it. So he actually then explained it to them. So if we look at verses 18 to 23 in Matthew 13, he says, Therefore hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed on stony places... This is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. But he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Jesus' explanation here that the seed is actually the word of God, 
which gets mm. sown. Mm. Uh, and it can be easy to think when you read this about stony ground and thorns and so on that it's the situations, our circumstances that he's talking about. But the ground is actually a picture of our heart, which is another picture in the Bible. It's got to do mm. with our attitude, our, um, our mind, our willingness to be saved. So the state of our heart, kind of? Yeah. Should we kind of go over these different kinds of ground, though, Malenko, and talk about, like, maybe just kind of unpack a little bit what these yeah. different things sort of mean? So the seed that fell by the wayside, Jesus said that it's those who hear the word of the kingdom and do not understand, and then the wicked one comes and snatches it away. Hmm. So how, how does this happen? Because that can seem a little bit harsh, right? I don't understand, so then it gets yeah. taken away from me. Yeah. Uh, so, again, the ground here is the key. Why don't I understand the word? And it's got to do with my willingness to uh, to accept it, willingness to do something about it, my willingness mm. to be saved, you can say. That's what the word of God is. It's there for, for me to be saved. And if I'm not interested, well, then the ground, it just lies there and nothing happens and it just gets mm. blown away. Yeah. But what we're talking about here is a word that's being sown, so something that God is actually working. Okay. Uh, yeah. And the sower here is God who uses his word to to speak to me during the day in my circumstances. Mm. And he could be using words that I've read before. Uh, he could be using words someone has said to, said to me. It can be things that come up in my in my thoughts, my conscience even. God is speaking to me, and there I have to understand what does he want to do with me. What does mm. he want me to do in my life? Mm. So I need to be receptive to that word that he's planting in my heart. Uh, if I if I have that open, willing heart, mm. then God can work in me. I want to be a disciple. I want to please him with all of my heart. Mm. And then I can't be described as being that ground by the wayside. Mm. So then it talks about the seed that fell on stony places. This is actually quite similar ground to that by the wayside. It's hard, it's uh, it's stony, it's not very fertile. Further there, it says that it's he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yeah. Uh, so th I think this is descriptive of very many of us, uh, very many Christians who have heard the word of God. They love the sound of it, word, the word of salvation, the word of freedom, you know, forgiveness, mm. uh, Jesus who loves us. It's, it's really a fantastic gospel. So you, we receive it with joy. Mm. Uh, and that, that's that little plant growing up. But it says it has no root in itself, but endures only for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. It shows our attitude. We really want the the good parts of the gospel. We want salvation. We want to be saved. But when something is required of me, that's when it becomes a problem. So really it's that that willingness to do, not just to rejoice over the word, but to, to do it for it to become a reality in my life, right? Exactly. The word of God is not just promises, but it also requires something of me. This is what Jesus says, that if you love me, you keep my commandments. So there's a commandment in the word. And that means mm. that when, when I come into a situation and something is required of me, I have to suffer. That is yeah. my will, my self-will has to yeah. suffer. We've spoken about this many times in previous episodes as well. The, the lusts in my flesh that want something that's against God's will, 
then the word of God comes and tells me, here, you have to deny yourself. Mm. That's Jesus' words for a disciple. Mm. Take up your cross, deny yourself. Mm. And, and that causes a lot of people to stumble. When actually there's a cost, now obedience is uh, yeah. required. That's right. It's another parable Jesus said that when you, uh, he used this example of someone building a tower who doesn't count mm. the cost. Mm. And when he, get, when he starts building and suddenly it becomes more than he expected, mm. he just has to abandon it. And mm. it's the same here. I want to serve God. I want to come to this life. I want to be saved. But when I, I didn't count what it costed and what it costs is my life, that I have to deny myself my own will, that I can't just give in to my lusts. I have to be obedient to God. Uh, and that, that, if I don't, if I'm not willing to do that, then I have that stony ground. I've received mm. the word with joy, but I don't have any roots. I don't mm. actually uh, want to pay the cost. Right. And then I wither away when the tribulation comes. And that's actually very serious when you think mm. about it. I've I've seen the glory of it, but I'm not willing to pay the price. So then I have to f I have to really come into that love for Jesus that's going to drive me to actually pay the price. Yes. So then the next one he talks about there is the seed that fell among the thorns. Well, here again, it it speaks about choking the word. So the word has started to grow. It's something that's started to, uh, like the one by the wayside, there was, uh, we've received the word, we want to do it, we, it's starting to, to grow. But then mm. something comes that overshadows it chokes it, takes away all the the light and the air so that that plant mm. dies. Mm. And Jesus says here that it's got to do with the uh, deceitfulness of riches and the cares of this world. Mm. To me, that comes back to, like, there's something that you're thinking of above Jesus in your life. Does that make sense? Like, Yeah, you've got other interests. And I think, too, a lack of faith in God you know, all these cares of this life. Um, we all know like the different things in life that cause us to worry, be anxious, to mm. kind of focus our attention on on these different things. But I thought of the verses in Matthew 6 where Jesus says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So if I believe in that word, if if I have that trust, that faith in Jesus, then I think that's how I balance out this having these cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, right? Right. So that faith is actually what's going to make sure that that doesn't happen to me. Right. If you either love God or you love the world, mm. uh, you can't love both. And if I do have this attachment to things in the world in some way, then God's word can't do anything in me. It's impossible. That that's that those thorns coming in and choking it. Okay, so now we've talked about all these seeds that have fallen on bad ground, but I think what we should really focus on now is the seed that fell on the good ground. When Luke tells the story of this parable in Luke eight fifteen, he wrote it like this: that the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. So how do we make sure that we have that noble and good heart? Uh, I can quote another verse here that actually Paul writes in Colossians chapter 3, uh, verses 1 to 3. 
he says then, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And here we see this ground, that fertile good ground where uh, where God's word can grow. And that is this seek those things which are above. So it's not something that just either I have a good heart or I don't have a good heart. It's an active work for me to prepare my heart to be this good ground, right? Exactly. And it says here then, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And that, that's, the whole, that's the whole point, that my interests, my lusts, the interests in this world, that is put to death. And then God's word can start doing a work in me. You can see that God works with hope. He sows his seed also mm. in these hard places on the rocky soil and so on. And why does he do that if, if there's not going to be a result? Is, is God just doing uh, random work, you know, that he mm. sees what happens? I don't think that's the case. The case is that all that soil, all that ground can be worked on. It can be made fertile ground. It can, be, it can be become fruitful. And mm. the way that's done is that my attitude of mind is changing, that I'm seeking that which is above. It says here, you died. So before there was something else there. Uh, you know, mm. I, I was seeking the things of the earth. I was seeking my own will. That, that's human nature. But by this conversion, I've started to seek that which is above. And then something can happen in me. Mm. And, and that's something that God actually does. He actually works in me so that that ground becomes fruitful. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to bear fruit? Like what, what actually is happening? It's not something that I produce myself, but it is God who creates that work in me. If, if we work with ourselves, if we work with the Word and let ourselves be worked on, then God can actually produce something new in us. That's a new creation. Mm-hmm. There where before there was self-seeking, where earlier there was selfishness and there was uh, anger and there was impatience and all that, when that actually gets put to death according to God's word, then God can create something new. He can create patience. He can create, he can create love. He can create generosity. He can create uh, this attitude that you want to serve the others. Mm-hmm. That's the fruits, as Paul writes, the fruits of the Spirit, the fruits of what the Spirit can do in me. Hmm. So it's the, it's obedience, really, that leads to results. And I thought of those verses in James 1, 22 to 25, and I thought they actually fit perfectly here. He writes there, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Hmm. So I thought the way that he writes that there is actually, he's kind of reiterating what Jesus says there in the parable of the sower. So it's about when, when we receive that word and it's planted in us, then obedience is actually a must that hmm. we become doers of that which we've heard. And that's what makes us bear that fruit, right? Right. 
And obedience, that's that attitude that I have, that good ground that I'm willing to, I'm willing to pay the cost. I'm willing to yeah. do what Jesus says. I'm willing yeah. to be saved. I'm willing to let myself be saved. Then yeah. I've got good ground that's yeah. been worked on, that's fruitful, and something can start growing out of that. Yeah. And I thought too, like when something new is going to grow, then you actually have to, you have to uh, nourish what's been planted, right? And yes. you have to take care of it. It has to be watered. It has to be really like cared for in order for something new to grow up. So I thought like, how, how do we do that? How do we, once we receive the word, how do we nourish that? And then I think that goes back to what you read there in Colossians 1, is that we seek first the kingdom of God. And our whole interest is in that, actually. Our mm. whole interest is in something something happening with that with what's been planted, right? Mm. So then I, I spend my time in, in God's word and seeking those things which are going to nourish that instead of letting my interest be taken by this and that. And like we, we read about being worried about the cares of this world and getting entangled with different things. Mm. I, I, my focus... And my desire is for the good, and then that's that's where I spend my time and my thoughts is in in, in nourishing that seed. Yeah, exactly. And I, I just thought of a verse in Isaiah fifty five, uh, verse ten. Isaiah fifty five, verse ten. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, mm. and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Mm. Those words there, that shows the power of God's yeah. word. It's transformative. It's really transformative. It's this, it's this power, we can call it the power of resurrection, mm. where the seed goes into the ground, where my life dies, mm. something new grows up. Yeah. Something new. And that's that new thing. That is the creation that God creates in me. That's the life of Jesus. It's divine nature that we've yeah. been promised. Yeah. And how much, how your life just flourishes actually with that. Like when you think about how much better your life is going to be if you can meet your situations with, with patience and with kindness and with long suffering and all these virtues instead of impatience and irritation and getting bitter and getting offended and all mm. these things. And then actually your life flourishes when you get the virtues. And it's because of how much better my life is when, when sin is overcome, when I don't allow these lusts of the flesh to rule me. It's, it's because of that that he sends his word to us and he, he plants the seed in us so that our life actually becomes good. And mm. we, we get to experience how a life in which sin and our lusts aren't ruling us, hmm. how that actually becomes a good, free, blessed life. Hmm. That's why he does it, hmm. right? It's yeah, because exactly. he loves us and he wants us to experience how rich life can be. Right. So I, th I think what we can learn from this is that we, we really have to work on ourselves, let God work on us, uh, that, that ground is receptive so that God's word can do a work in us. And, and it's, um, there's nothing wrong with receiving the word with joy. On the contrary, it is a really joyful message, the glad tidings, the gospel. But it shouldn't remain being that just that start with a, a, little, a little plant growing up with no roots. But there should be ground for it to grow and increase and flourish 
And that only comes that when I meet those tribulations, that I go into them and let that word do its work. Mm -hmm. And that word, the word, uh, the word is the word, the message of the cross, the message that Jesus gave us to deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow him. And the results of that, that is his virtues, that his life comes yeah. forth. Whatever situation, whether I'm rich, whether I'm poor, whether it's, uh, things go well for me, whether things go against me, all of these are situations where the ground is being worked and where I am receptive to it and I'm using those situations, not seeking the things on the earth but seeking the things above. And then God is actually glorified by my life, right? Would people taste the goodness of God in my life? It's an exciting life to live, mm. to experience that transformation and to experience that God's power can do a work in my life. Mm. It is a really exciting life to live. Yeah, and the others around us, they also, it's, it's a real blessing for them. They can eat of this fruit. They can they mm -hmm. can enjoy it. So let's really live such a life that God can make this happen in our life. Yeah, absolutely. But that, that promises for a very exciting week ahead. So mm -hmm. uh, I think we'll leave it here so we yeah. can get on and do it. Uh, so thanks very much uh, for this talk, Kathy. I've really enjoyed it. It's been a good one, for sure. Yeah. Um, if any of you want to read more about parables, we have a topic page on our website, All About Parables. So you can go in there and read about the parable of the talents and the Good Samaritan. And there's a few different ones there. So you can read read some more about what Jesus has to say in these parables and we'll put a link for that in the episode description, as always. So thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, remember to tune in next week as well. Yeah, have a great week, everyone. Bye. Bye.